and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the dream child, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Werner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 494. Summerween Night Terrors Spooktacular. Yes, Summerween, Eric. Night Terrors Week 3. Oh, my goodness gracious. I got done reading these books, and I thought, well, at least we're halfway through. We're not, Eric. We're not halfway through. Uh, Most of the people that I talk about are like, what are you talking about? Night Terrors what? I'm like, you know, the big Summerween event going on right now. But some of the people are enjoying it more than others I saw online. But. For the most part, I think that most people are, you know, hoping to get to September quicker <laughs> than normal. It's yeah. what well, is going on. And uh, maybe I don't once know. they get all of their favorite characters having their nightmares, it maybe most likely mean nothing to the entire story. Maybe they could be happy. They're like, hey, I got my character. Is is it one of those things? But the problem is, is that Night Terrors kind of interrupts where we were enjoying the whole Dawn of DC. But then I'm thinking, is this the way that we're going again new coke classic new coke. coke once again and keep going that this is new coke because it's you don't even there. know that you missed this so hard until we gave you night terrors isn't this stuff the best thought of dc bitches you're like oh i need to get back to those books that only had two issues and now i don't even remember what the hell they were talking about but hey there you go Art. there you go night terrors with a k coming at you coming at you hard and heavy but in all of that, there are some other books that come out each week that aren't Night Tears with the K, and we already talked about all of those. So if you're wondering, well, why are they just doing the spooky books of the, the week? important books, you mean? Mm, that's true. Well, we'll see. Uh, important, <laughs> all right. We ended up already talking about stuff like Mana to- Superboy Mana Tomorrow, number four, Vigil, number three, and Batman Superman World's Finest, number 17, on our TGIF show. Thank God it's Friday. The regular feed, you can just go listen to that now. And then if you want to listen to me and Eric talk about Tales of the Titans, number one, and Hawkgirl, number one, you can go over to our Patreon and sign up there. And it is on our badass Patreon spotlight, picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Boo boo. Patreon.com slash weird science. You get that and a bunch of other shows. But boy, I'm already freaked out and getting freaky spooky air. Oh, yeah, freaky spooky. Yeah, you can also go over. Just tired and sweaty. (laughs) Yeah, you can also go over to our YouTube channel. That's Weird Science Comics. And also check out our website, weirdsciencebcomics.com, where you can get reviews, written reviews. Eric, the written word is strong as ever. Go over there and see the written reviews. A lot by Sus Gabe. Sus Gabe, who had some, you know, shining reviews for some of this crap we're talking about tonight. I don't want to spoil anything, Eric, but that game's sus. But we're going to go off and we're going to get into this right away. So with that, we got to give a little shout out, a little roll call. This is the Badass Roll Call. We had problems. We were already talking once and it ended up failing. And now I'm trying to, you know, get myself excited, even though we only talked for like two minutes. Here we go. Stephen Batter, Mitchell, Trevor, Dad Nation, yeah, y'all, Eric K., Jeffrey O'Greek, I'm a summer weenie. Sure I'm are. a summer weenie. Here we go. Now, see, you started a trend. <laughs> what the Annihilator. I'm like, why is that so? Oh, you son of a gun. <laughs> the Annihilator, Ted Probst. I love Punchline. Hopefully later. Stork. 
Michael S. Cam, Matt Razor, Dean on 3000, Neil Stewart, David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me. Uh, I'm still laughing at old Zach up there. Yeah, Michael G., uh, Ken Halleck, Comet Boom, Rocky, Night Terrors with an F, Mark <laughs> Jager, Film here for the Fat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Noah Marv, Matt Rapier, Luke Hollywood, Simon Shows, Luke Hollywood, Drunk and Asleep. Luis, Man Ship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, Batman Beyond, Mark, Brandy Murray, that's Brandon. He's camping, got stung by a lot of bees, and double oh, A. No. Doxing his ass in Minnesota. Oh, that's true. Oh, no. Uh, and a shout-out to all-time greats, Rob Lewis and Reginald Drinkwater, both of which would probably hate this night, Terrace, with a T. What? With a T, Eric. With a T? I don't know why I said with a T. <laughs> I'm losing it, Eric. I'm telling you. I need to pick myself up. All right. Let's go, Eric. (sighs) It's not working. It's (laughs) not working, Eric. It it really isn't. I'm trying to get excited about this, but three weeks in, I'm already a slave to the grind and a grind to the slave. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I don't know. I was thinking of of the, the classic rock band, the Skid Row. Eric, oh. do you ever listen to their Slave to the Grind album? It was like the album that came out just as grunge shit. No, not no, great. I didn't. Not great, Eric. They were done. But with all that, better than Trickster, though, I'll tell you that. But there you go, a little uh, hair metal talk. Hair metal it is. Can we Very talk little. about anything but this Night Terror? The most important thing going on right now, you talk about that, Night Terrors? Do you wish that when the Nightwing book comes that they spelled that with a K? That would have made me laugh. That would have been hilarious. I really would have laughed. And really, it's not going to mess up any ordering or anything because this bullshit just comes in and messes up shit anyway. But with that as a positive, you know, segue, let's get into all of these books. Sarah, why would you say that about the night chairs with the K? I, I, really? I don't know, I'm drunk. This is terrible. Oh my goodness, that's allegedly, by the way. <laughs> I don't want to get sued by Mr. DC. Here we are, Eric, here we are with these night chairs. And I, I ended up while that was playing and I'm looking over the notes that I have here, like a, a lot of things written down like this all sucks, you know, stuff uh-huh. like that. And I started thinking like the idea that do you, have you enjoyed the main 
Night Terrors book so far. You know, we the, had the, the Night the Terrors First Blood and the okay. Night Terrors number one. Because I, we haven't really loved them, right? No, but we boy, haven't loved them. It's like, but like, I just don't feel like we've gone anywhere yet for all the books we have. And it's just Joshua Williamson books that we have. It's like, all right, First Blood, Joshua Williamson. You have Night Terrors number one, Joshua Williamson. You had Batman in there as well. But you also have this week's Superman, like Night Terrors Superman by Joshua Williamson. And they're all like, you know what? I haven't explained myself enough for what happened in the first few pages of First Blood, so let's do it all over again. Yeah, and, I'm and like, it doesn't further the story any more though. It's like it just keeps telling you the same things that are convoluted as is. Uh, my big claim, why I was asking uh, for the most part, is that when we get a week, like I'm not enjoying the main Night Tears number one or Night Tears First Blood. They weren't great, but when we get a week that doesn't have any of those big, like, what are you getting? Well, they're trying to fool you with the Superman. At least you have the hope, like, when you're going into it. You know, the S does stand for hope, Eric, that you're like, okay, Sucker. at least we'll get some important information. But like we said before, we actually were counting on at least Joshua Williamson's, you know, tie-ins to actually do something, and they're not, and that the makes them worse. I don't know what matters, Eric. I heard it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. But I got to pick myself up Hello, again. Hello, weird science. Hi, Dan. Dan Did always picks up? me up when he says that, yeah, you know, I'm a little bit of a clutch, but let's just get into it. What are we going to start with there? Night Terror Superman, number one, written by Joshua Williamson with art by Tom Riley, Nathan Fairbairn, and Ariana Mayer. And in this issue, like I said at the beginning of this section, we have Joshua Williamson opening up the Superman Night Terror's book, making sure that everybody's caught up with what happened with Insomnia, John D., the Nightmare Construct. The nightmare wave coming, Superman can hit the nightmare wave, and finally our book can begin where Superman finds himself in his nightmare where he's at the Daily Planet, and he doesn't know what to do with himself because everybody around him, Jimmy Olsen, who keeps turning into Silver Age versions of himself, yeah, Lois Lane, and Lois. Harry White, they just keep saying, you know what, we don't need superheroes no more because look, the headline of today's paper, the world is saved. We don't need to have this stuff going on anymore, and it's all thanks to Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, what do you mean? Well, these, these are Superman's greatest fears right now, him working with Supercorp and you know, Lex Luthor. What if he actually succeeds in solving the world's problems by working with his greatest foe? Why is that? Like, you have a lot going on. And I'm telling you, this is only a small part a of the book. A lot going you have on? A lot that's to- like three pages, and that should no, have been you, all about this. You know what I'm saying? There's- you have a lot going on in Superman's subconscious and psyche for everything he's dealt with from John being missing for seven years. The idea, even with John Henry Irons telling him about hanging up the cape, Metropolis doesn't need heroes anymore, what he has planned. Lex Luthor, I'm telling you, for a part of it, you have all of this stuff, but it's just... All right, here's the Lex Luthor part until it's just over immediately. And yeah, like the, it's the like man of screams. This like you know nightmarish, like you know uh, Grim Reaper version of Superman who's just there to taunt our man of steel by saying, "You know what your greatest secret is, dear Superman? You're gonna live forever. Everybody you love, you try to save, they're gonna die, and you're gonna be left all alone, just like how you were taken away from your planet. You brought the death of your home planet to this world and everybody else around you. You're just going to keep living on because you're just a superman. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to say it right now. I don't want to spoil my score, but this this book's bullshit, Eric. And the thing is, it doesn't... And Joshua Williamson, I love the idea, like you said, at the beginning he recaps, you know, what we got already over and over again. It almost feels like he's like laughing at the other books because they didn't know anything like so he throws it in his the others they're not even privy to that when they wrote it it seems and so when you do that but come on now we know this and when you go into this i came up with probably five to ten things that could end up you know pushing the night terror story i mean that's you know should be the prime objective the prime directive if you will the idea of playing 
the night terrors deal. So in this, I thought, well, you do end up having certain characters here. It seems like Lex and even Perry are being played by insomnia when he actually yeah. pulls faces off and says, oh, you figured it out. Why wouldn't you? Because at, when he does reveal himself, he says, oh, come on there, Superman. Could you tell me where that nightmare stone? Why wouldn't you have Perry come in here and say, oh, my goodness, we have this, this story. You're our best reporter. We need to find the nightmare stone. And then he goes off and then, you know, have him fall. something to do with the night terrors and this nightmare stone. But even then, Superman's there in this point of time in the continuity. Perry, he, he's in a coma. Because oh, yeah. he found out the identity of Superman and they couldn't oh, end even up. Even that so. whole thing, that could be another fear as well. The idea of people just discovering who Superman is. Because ever since Lex did Project Blackout, where he made everybody but certain people like the Justice League and himself and the Kent family, obviously, forget that Superman was Clark Kent. It turns out anybody who does know, they get their mind a little strokey right there. So this could be a problem for old Superman worrying about the people in his life finding out who he actually is. And again, when, about, when you want people to read these books, there are going to be some people who, I'm not going to really get into night terrors, but I'll still get Josh Williams and Superman because yeah. maybe it'll mean something. And you do have stories that you can, and you can play both ways, but Joshua Williamson, he has all of the info. He's the main writer. Why isn't he dealing with things, especially with Lex? Lex and the Super Corp that you don't know if they're on the up and up. You have Superman worried. You have that for one panel. Then you also have in the background, what about the Super Twins? The idea that everybody hates aliens and he's brought them to this world. There's so or many they things grow you up can to be play. monsters because they're not a part of the real Superman family. And he has this, uh, like, you know, deep seated subconscious fear that even though he's brought them there, he's actually doomed the world from his own actions of trying to save people. Yeah. And and so when all this is happening, it I don't know why, but to me it actually makes it even worse that it looks like Clark can kind of say, Oh my God, I'm dreaming. This isn't yeah. real because he's just letting shit go. And I this should be, and we talked about it, when you end up having nightmares and things like that, yeah, it could get wonky the rules and we're seeing that. But you can also get really good character work. You can see well, that's what all of this should really be because the idea of getting the Nightmare Stone, you're not going to have – maybe you'll get the Nightmare Stone outside of the main book and somebody's freaking like individual dream. I doubt it, but maybe you will. So if you know going in that your dream is not going to be like – being a, a writer, obviously, you know that you're not going to be the one picked for the Nightmare Stone story. Well, you do something to elevate the character or the series involved with the character. Do something – for character development because what else are you going to do here that makes it feel like this is worth anything at all and that that's my biggest problem this week with a lot of these books but again we're talking about a book that's being written by joshua williamson so he can twist and turn things in his tie-ins to make it even like where is and i said last week who's out there trying to guess where the nightmare stuff we don't even have dupes we don't even have you know red herrings there's nothing there is nothing and in here you end up having insomnia go <laughs> Can you tell me where it is? I do like where you do have Superman. He falls asleep in the air. He crashes into the ocean, and that does affect his nightmare. Where all this of a sudden, is his pants. A tsunami comes a tsunami? in. Air. And again, though, what are you getting here? Where all of a sudden there's a big wave coming, and he's like, "Looks like a job for." Oh no! I'm like Smallville with it burned it. Why? Well, that's the there's thing. Nothing like here. this looks like a job for Superman. When he opens up his shirt, and it's just this weird open wound kind of slash s like freddy krueger actually got him and just like slashing s into his chest like boo yeah <laughs> well, wouldn't wouldn't you think that one of the fears would be that at the moment he needs to be superman the most he's not 
He opens it up and it's nothing because you end up having these. It doesn't mean anything. It's just there. Oh, spooky. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, Lois is somehow. But he knows this isn't real. He's already said it. So it's ridiculous. Then you end up Perry come over and rip the face. It's insomnia. He starts yelling at him. And then, oh, no, I want to know if my family is having the nightmares. Gets pushed out of a window. Ends up like rocketing through just random scenes of terror and awfulness going towards a future where nobody remembers them, which I've read this story a bunch of times. The and again, man outlives everyone. I want to ask you. Oh, yeah, that's a classic kind of thing. And I want to ask you, though, what is worse? Because you have the idea of Superman has this dream. Coming, coming <laughs> in terms with the idea that he is in a nightmare. There's some asshole here looking for a nightmare scene, which Superman knows nothing about before going scene to scene of all this nonsense, pretty much just feeding on his fears of. You know, him living forever, everybody he loves dying and like being left alone. Like 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 the man of scream says in here, you have two paths you can go on, devastation or solitude. You choose your own. And is that worse than out of nowhere Supergirl saying, Cow, cow, smashing her way into into Superman's nightmare because she realized she was in a nightmare and then she started punching until she was able to punch her way into Superman's freaking head mind movies. And like, like I'm telling you, I, this better be a thing when we get into issue two of Nightmare Superman where this is a part of the dream because the lack No, I don't think rules, it is. There's no rules and this is the guy who's supposed everybody to give us the Everybody becomes a dream warrior and this can jump into everybody else's dream to fight the big bad. I'm like, this is not how things normally work this unless you have a catalyst. Like at us now. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. None of the there's not even uh, and I'll I'll tell you, you can say possibly, but not all of them where you have, oh, my God, I'm falling asleep the nightmare wave. But we don't even have like that convergence in that second issue where you can get the timing down where all of a sudden there was the earthquake. Remember that? And all the books had that earthquake of Telos. And then, you knew, OK, I'm oh, here. Yeah. But this you don't even have anything even tying in any of these tie-ins to each other or what's going on. And what then you're just randomly what, making what up rules. Well, you're making up rules. In this, you end up having Kara's able to punch her way into Superman's dream or nightmare. <laughs> you end up in Wonder Woman. She's just hanging out with Detective Champ and Constantine. Then yeah. others, you have this going on. Then others, you're this. There's no rules. This is ridiculous. And when you start doing this, and I said, Joshua Williamson is classic of just changing shit on on a whim, on the fly. Luckily, actually, that maybe that's why he didn't tell anybody or they didn't know anything. Because if they did know shit, it would have changed anyway. But yeah, you end up where I said we've seen this story, but even to throw this in, I said that this feels a lot like a dark multiverse. Oh my god, it's a Superman of the nightmares. I said it's the Superman who talks shit. That that's what it should be called. And then they just end up talking and screaming at each other and then boom we're gonna see this is your life again one cool thing it really doesn't matter for anything but just being a, for anybody who might be a supergirl fan and supergirl continuity when supergirl does punches her way through into uh, like you know superman's head and they start talking about i had the nightmares and i had to get out so i started punching what you had to get away from the nightmares for because of them and you see all the iterations of supergirl throughout the years and every version as zombies, but it's still cool to see all these different versions, especially when you like, you know, turn the page right away. My eyes went to Red Lantern Supergirl from the new Yeah, it did too, but what does this mean? It doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying it's a cool page with cool drawings of these zombie Supergirls. giving us the story when you have this deal where this guy's supposed to be the architect. What architect is he? He's uh, he's an architect of a shit house. Is what's happening there? A shit house, huh? Yeah, a shit house. It's not a foundation of sand. It's a foundation of diarrhea. 
It's not even a solid look, shit house. Look, Jim, Jim, you might not care about what Joshua Williams is doing for Superman's Nightmares or even Supergirl's Nightmares. Now, for some reason, she's in Superman's Nightmares. He is the man who is doing the Superman book right now. So it seems like he knows a thing or two about what should be going on in this book. We should. But don't you really think by the end of this, the guy should really be working on Aquaman because he's got Aquaman down to a T by calling people things like landlubbers. All of a sudden, you have, and, and this, again, this should be something huge. Now, one of the things is, you, you assume, but I really wish that we had, and I know that this is kind of silly, but I wish we actually just had a placard for the waking world. Just so, yeah. some, so, because I ended up even seeing some people like, I think this is a dream and a dream and a nightmare. Just oh, have a placard. Yeah. Because it looks like Superman is washed up on shore with a bunch of other jerkos. And then all of a sudden you have off panel. I think there's people who are just on the beach. That are Superman or Aquaman's family they, saved look, them. Look at this like crazy outfit saying Superman's not waking up. Same with everyone else on the beach. What are these land lovers up to now? Don't use pirate talk, darling. It's tacky. The real question though is why are we unaffected? So apparently with the nightmare wave going around, it doesn't affect Atlanteans. They were under the water. Eric, even no. though it's funny, it's like the opposite of that Lazarus rain. That was affecting everyone, even if you're underwater. The, the nightmare wave's hydrophobic. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, really. I mean, it's it's a fluid thing. Yeah, I don't know. And, and then we get the end. And, and the end, I'm like, am I supposed to be excited about the land lovers pirate talking Aquaman? I, I love seeing Andy, but you're still. Not, oh, yeah. And I'm sorry. I love seeing the entire Aquaman family because we don't get enough of them anymore, but. Just, just, just break it down even more. You can go even further with the classic, classic Aquaman that Joshua Williams gives us by using pirate talk, by calling people like Superman land lovers. But then the idea, we will uncover the truth, my love. I rule over 80% of this world. Who better than its king to save? Like, oh, you're the king of Atlantis again, are you, Aquaman? No, you're, that's you're, to me. you're the king. And, and really, seriously, at this point, I think that Aquaman has said that 80% more than freaking Mercury has said that he's liquid at room temperature. It's annoying, and we get it. Oh, well. But and yeah, we, the king. Is he the king? The king. No. I, I don't know now. Who knows? We don't have a book. I wish we did have an Aquaman book, but I don't want landlubbers are. It's pirate day. Like, you know, well, I was, what the hell's I, going on? I was working on an air pirate villain for Jackson Hyde before called the Air Raider or Sky Pirate, something along those lines. I'm like, and I, he, I wanted him to do some really hardcore pirate air talk. Lubber. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's kind of funny, but hey. He, he, he had wizards keeping his ship afloat in the sky, Jim, and he robbed people. And even that, like the idea, it's like, oh, Superman, like it doesn't even feel like Aquaman, bar he barely knows Superman, the way the dialogue's going, they're like, Oh man, look, Superman's asleep with those landlubbers. They are. Um, they ain't invited me to the Justice League in a while. I'm going to call everybody landlubbers. Night terrors with an R <laughs> is what we get. Nonsense. Arr. But, uh, you know, that's it. It's a very quick reading issue. There's not much. I'm saying, you have Supergirl a issue, punches her way into But nothing the happens except for nonsense. Like, here's scene by scene, a lot of like things of Superman you expect, you know. Daily Planet, Jimmy Olsen, Perry White, Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, some fears of the future because of who he is as being an alien, the doomed Krypton, and then for some reason Kara breaking her way into Superman's mind, and then a pirate Aquaman. In the waking world, not nightmare. Yeah, pretty much for Superman. Like you said, we get a little inkling that he's a little, you know, oh, Lex might not be good. Okay. But then he's doing the same generic shit. Oh, I'm going to outlive everyone. Oh, my God. Like, the idea that he thinks, I'm sure he pat himself on the damn back with the idea, 
You were sent from Krypton like a bullet. You were that. I, I want character work Death in this. If you're not you. going to tell the story, then give us some really good and unique. Well, the thing is, I imagine that Joshua Williamson was just really dependent on the art giving us some cool ass visuals because we did get that at least. Yeah, if the art is really good. I actually think he's overworked and he's like, I'm just going to mail this shit in. He didn't put a stamp on it, Eric. Which is funny, because this is a event, but this is really his book right now, with the Superman book. No, I'm saying he's doing that. He has a bunch of things coming up, and also indie stuff. He's got a ton of stuff going on right now, and I think we're starting to see a little bit of that. But what would you give this? Ultimately, I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10, because while I think the art is really good, and I'm telling you, like it goes with the art, but it's really outstanding stuff, like the zombie Supergirls. It's just cool to see. It doesn't do anything for the book at all, you know? And the stuff, you know, with the... um. You know, when the, the rocket ship crash lands, like, you know, going from Krypton to Earth, and Earth is torn in half right there. It's like really cool visual stuff for a nightmare scenario, but the story overall, it doesn't mean anything. The rules get more convoluted with Kara showing up, and it's just a disappointment overall. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, Eric. And, and at the end, you have a reveal. We, have, we don't have an Aquaman book. A lot of Aquaman fans want to know what's going on. And you actually bury the lead with awful, awful dialogue. Right. And then you go, and that's the first thing I thought, just like you said. Boy, I hope that Jesse Williamson isn't writing any Aquaman. <laughs> this is going to suck. That's all I could think of. Instead of me being excited, saying, oh, my God, that's oh, cool. Shit, Aquaman, involved. the whole Aqua family The whole there. family, yeah. Tula, Garth are there. Oh, God, please. And Like you said, though, I kind of mincing up a bit of the continuity in three-word bubble. How can you mess up <laughs> that much of, like, four-word bubbles? King Aquaman. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's nonsense. It's such nonsense. I'm having a fun time now, Eric. You get me Good. excited with this. Well, what's going on, Hello, Dan? Weird Science. He just says hello. I'm going to go five as well, just a straight five. I almost hit the FU button, but the art is great. And at the end, even like the Aquaman family, when you turn that, I'm like, holy Hooray. shit, that looks awesome. Andy, they're so cute. And I'm like, uh huh. What, like, you know, almost a week ago, it seems like you sent me that panel of like the land lover stuff, but like, you didn't have the reveal yet. And I'm sitting there. Who the fuck could this be? What kind of pirates are going around talking to someone? Uh, and I didn't see it for a little while later because I was actually thinking about it. Didn't get back to Twitter where you actually sent me. I'm like, oh, that's cool, Aquaman. I get it pretty what the good, hell is right? This, what is this dialogue? I, I wanted you to like let that dialogue seep in a bit so that you could sit there and say, who the hell could this be? I sat there just thinking about my it. own Aqualad villain character I've come up with. There you go. Maybe you thought it was Psycho Pirate, Eric. No, psycho. I started thinking like weird, like, you know, you know, like really Z-list Aquaman villains or something along those lines. It's like the like the weird pirates that show up in DC Comics, like King, like Captain Stingery or something along those lines, or Captain Strong. Yeah, well, no, Aquaman. 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 I love what Mara, Mar- I'll give her all the credit in the world here. It, she must just be so annoyed with this asshole. He's sitting around. Something hit him that he's now pirate talk, uh, you know, Arthur. Going around, and she's like, please, just stop it. You darling. say that, but for Even some reason, darling, saying, saying tacky darling, for whatever reason, I heard her voice as Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> hey there, big boy. I'm just going to make Zsa Zsa. Don't use five. She's like, Gucci, Gucci, go. Don't use the pirate talk. Darling, it's tacky. I want Mae West. Don't you use the pirate talk, darling. It's tacky up there. There you up go. Here. And see, down here. Now you're making me giggle. <laughs> oh, it's time to have some fun. Here we go. Eric told me before we started recording that he loved this next book. It is Night Terror's Wonder Woman number one, written by Josie Campbell, art by Juan Ferreira, and a Pat Brousseau with a backup by Stephanie Williams. 
and art by Megan Hedrick, Marissa Lee's and Becca Carey. So we go into the Night Terrors Wonder Woman. A lot of people are excited because it's kind of like a de facto JLD type book. You end up going into it. I like Juan Ferrer's art as always. I think, the, I, I think the art looks so good. And I'm telling you, even the stuff he does with perspective, when Wonder Woman's punching the fist, the fist almost comes out at you like it is 3D, though. And, and he works that even with the labyrinth. And, and we are fanboys of Juan Ferrer, so we get it. But I, I wish that uh, Bobo wasn't missing so many teeth at one point. I was felt bad for him. He should get a toothbrush. But when you end up going into this, though, again, like, I'm – Beyond the point, and I'm going to talk about it, so I'm not actually beyond it, but when you get into this, I'm like, over. why are the three of them to get, like, there's no rules to any of these. Again, right away, the idea that we had Bobo and we had Wonder Woman get knocked out at the same time with the Nightmare Wave. We know on the outside, the Satana and Robot Man are trying to keep their body safe from the Court of the Sleepless, whatever the fuck it was before, but... The Queen! Look. We had the Queen, and we had the freaking what was the Rust Bringer? But never the mind. Sleepless Nights with a K. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting off like base here, but the <laughs> idea right away, I'm I'm disappointed that Bobo and Wonder Woman are together because that's not the way it should work in my mind for just the idea of individual dreamscapes slash nightmare escapes. That being said, it's it is what it is. We'll move on because we keep seeing this bullshit. It's fucking infuriating. But let's move on. But when Constantine shows up. I could make myself make this work for the idea that Zatanna was able to keep herself asleep. We got the con man of magic over here. He kept himself asleep and was able to dreamwalk his ass around into Wonder Woman and or Bobo's dreams. It doesn't matter. So, cause it's not even, I can't make it work. It, it's it not, it's, I just go with is, it because there's no rules. But I wish now, again, it's tough to go because a lot of these people weren't really given a lot of info. I wish that Zatanna, instead of saying, you know, stay awake because she right. failed. And then she said crap and then crapped her pants. But I wish that when she realized, like, oh, my God, I can't. And somehow in the bedroom, stay together. Something like that. Stay together. And then I'm telling you, like, then they could have, you know, uh, and as she's doing this and going, your minds are one. You're (sighs) going to. Yeah, you're going to need each other. So stay together. So you have that. And then again, this is too inner. Brained. You're not going to be intertwined. You're not going to be able to do this. But I wish that somehow this Akana stuff, I really wish that it was still being seen a little of it where she called for a hero and somehow the connection made Constantine also go help them some sort of way to get that to work. Now, Constantine showing up, it makes be better sense for everything. But I, I really wish that it was something that Satana did to help them out so that it's kind of that cohesive hold with that. But we don't really get that. We just well, end up with is- them waking up. We have Detective Chimp and Wonder Woman and Constantine all in a dreamscape. It doesn't matter whose dream it is because it doesn't like, you know, whose could it be because you're like, you know, a bunch of people in one mind at this point. So you have one dreamscape going on. Well, it's funny because it's done up like, you know, the labyrinth, like the Minotaur's labyrinth, which is done up on the outside of JLD. And I don't know if that's supposed to be a real connection or just a happy coincidence that you have both our JLD books going on where they're both going through a labyrinth at the same time. I don't know, but. When we have this, I just wish there are heroes here. They know they're all in a dream. They keep talking about Constantine is letting them in on all the info from the outside world. You want to be dream warriors, right? No, no. Like, I, play I, I, with well, the rules and what the rules are. I want everybody to be dream warriors and warriors and find out their special dream powers to fight against That's what Freddy I want. That's what but, I'm waiting for. <laughs> but for some reason, even though we have these characters realize, oh my God, we're in the dreamscape. Constantine's here. He knows we're in the dreamscape. He made his way over here with magic. Everybody keeps acting like it's the real goddamn world, and it's the rules of the outside world still matter. Like, hey, look, hold on to my lasso of truth because this has magic powers where we can't be separated, and we don't, we can't let go unless we want to. 
And then when it acts against them and it separates them, what is going on? They have, they keep being surprised by things. And this, and I'm like, why are you so dumb? You are the greatest heroes in the world and you are idiots. Yeah. I mean, and it, even when you do that, you end up having Constantine where it makes sense. I mean, he comes in here. That doesn't make sense. What he's going to do is magic or whatever, but it's weird that there's nothing different in there. Like he tries to do magic and it, it works wonky or he's doing that. But again, the play though is whose nightmare is it? And he, Constantine goes down a laundry list of it could be this, 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 and this. Well, eventually it becomes like everybody's. Which ends up Bobo. He says, oh, it's your Working nightmare. But, and so I wish that in that you had like, I mean, you could have fun with what would be Constantine's magic in a Bobo nightmare or what would be Wonder Woman. But you never really deal with that. You just go, but again, what are we getting here in the Night Terror's overall deal? And what are we really getting about Wonder Woman, Constantine, or Bobo? We're not really doing anything here. We're just kind of walking through a maze is what we're, we're doing. Like I'm saying, we are walking through the Minotaur's maze. And for some reason, the issue feels more that the writer wanted to make sure that everybody knows, you know, you got a general idea what the Minotaur is. Most people think it was a curse that was done. But you know what? There's other things that were going on with the Greek gods that never get talked about in DC Comics. Let's do the laundry list of things like the incestuous murders and all these other things going on. Sex with your kids, murder your kids, this, that. <laughs> and then like how... You know, the Minotaur was actually a demigod, just like Wonder Woman. And it's the whole thing, the idea that she's a monster, just like these other half, you know, like, you know, breed god kids, essentially. And you have these things like, you're doing weird things here, even though you're giving me a cool backdrop. Like, you can, you have this really cool fantasy feel to this book going on with the Greek gods and the labyrinth and everything going on. But, like, you're, the way you want to tell the story and what you actually want to focus on seems really strange for this book because you really just want to get down dirty with what the Greek gods were up to. I, I don't get it. And and the thing that I'm getting here is, and I don't know how things were behind the scenes. I actually asked a bunch of people if they were told anything ahead of time. What were you given? And most said absolutely nothing. We're just doing these issues. So in this, I, I'm kind of getting in this one. Josie Campbell just had some shit that was going through her mind that she's like, I really want it doesn't feel like there was ever like I need to write the story, or I. Need, it just seems like, hey, you get these three characters, go for it, and then just randomly write and things. Ultimately, and Bobo, when he gets separated from the group, because everybody gets separated, because why not? Because you want to tell a bunch of different stories going on here. But he's just running away from an actual organ grinder because Constantine brought it up previously. Wonder Woman's dealing with some hardcore shit, thinking herself that she's the worst Greek god, like demigod monster of them all, because. And somehow this reflection of her comes out to be, you know, Medusa, who's a good guy now. But yeah, and Wonder Woman becomes Medusa while Constantine is separated, sees the rest of the JLD. But they look at him like, oh, Constantine. Yeah, we used to know that name. I used to know a guy named Constantine, but he was a real piece of work. And by work, I mean, shit, I don't know why I didn't say shit. Bad. Like, you know what I mean? Even no, if- don't say that. I'm right here. No, no, he's he's been gone for so long. I barely remember. Look, Z, Z, I'm right here. I'm like. Why are you guys so fucking dumb? You know what's going on right now. I know. And and with that, you end up where it really, that scene plays out like me and you are six-year-old kids. And I'm like, hey, Eric, what's going on? Oh, what's that? I hear some wind blowing. <laughs> it's like that six-year-old game. So when you have this, though, you're going into it with, okay, what would Constantine be afraid of? Always afraid that Satano would kind of give up on him, whatever. But that's this isn't how you do it in a nightmare that they know they're in especially constantine who jumps in and tells them all the rules and hey i'm doing this and we got to do that you got to think out of the box a little more than this than just having random scenes where oh no why aren't you listening to me as i turn (laughs) into a tree 
uh, what are you doing? This really feels, again, like a lot of these feel like they didn't have stories, but they were hired to write a story, so they just threw shit out there. And this one should be a little easier. You have three main characters that you're dealing with, and you're not even just like the basic stuff. Like, But, but it kind of is because it's nothing. It's worse than, you know, Batman in the alley. This is just nothingness going on here, especially like you said, they know they're in a dream. And it's really weird this week, too. I I have to I have to imagine though like I say it's weird because we get it twice this week though but I have to imagine because it's one of people's greatest fears and nightmares mix in with that but with Wonder Woman taking on this snake version of self to where it like you know turns into this gigantic snake that bites down on her the later on in Catwoman we got snakes going on there we got a, like amazing cover of that Catwoman snakes you know biting her lip I'm like it's a lot of snakes going on right now a lot of snakes it's like Indiana Jones nightmare we see it's got to be that snakes. Was- that was the box office. <laughs> you end up, though, in this where you go and, you, you know, you can play the idea, too. They know they know they're in the nightmare, right? Why aren't they Dream realizing world, yes. where you get a little bit of psychoanalytic, you know, self-deal there where you say, why is this coming up? What, you know, Constantine's like, listen, I kind of know why this is, but why now? And what is this? But they're not. They, they completely forget they're in a nightmare just to go, woe is me. Oh, no. And that stuff with the, the Greek gods is just out of nowhere. Felt like a weird, weird aside that we had to deal with. It, it's like I got, you know, myth rolled. Eric, you get the rolled. myth rolled. <laughs> Uh, now, I, I do want to ask you. you were a, laugh at that. Yeah, I was hoping it was Smith uh, Roll. I want to. I want to ask you a serious question though, because we have a book <laughs> with one woman, Bobo, and Constantine. Right, and Constantine being a magic man that he is, and starts using magicness. Did you try to read it backwards? Did you try to read it backwards? No, I did uh, not. I, okay, because I look at it. I, I don't did. try to. I don't try to read such other shit backwards anymore. I don't want to warp my head. My pretty little head. <laughs> I'm so used to backwards magic now, even though it's not constantly all the time. But for some Wait, reason, I'm like, I am oh, now. let's see this here. I, I'm going to drink more. Oh, oh, they got me, Eric. You, you were setting me up. Wait a minute. You. I just got myth rolled. What is going on? I really thought you were going to like that. I did like it. Just wasn't over the moon over it. Illum ills at me. I'm like, all right, swipe right. I'm in. <laughs> so, yeah, this is nonsense, but. I, I really do. And one of the things about Juan Ferreira that we always do like are he, he's very creative with the borders. He's very creative oh, yeah. with the perspective. And he does that. So while I'm reading this, I'm more really interested in the art. Uh, yeah, it really is good. And so I'm watching that and I'm like, oh, I got to read these words. Holy crap. But, and, and so, like you said, when I got to the end of this part, I, I actually just like shrugged my shoulder, like, hey, hey. the hell did I just get involved with? All of a sudden, the snakes are attacking, and you're the worst. But even then, I I didn't even know. When you get to Wonder Woman being like bitten down by a gigantic like basilisk here, and Bubba's like, Diana, is this the death of Wonder Woman? Find out in the final issue, Night Terror is Wonder Woman number two. Like, I don't think it is the death of Wonder Woman. I don't think it is. It's funny because now we're going back to the rule of if you die in the night, but I don't even know if that's on the board anymore. That seems to be just hardly yelling it. And again, like, where where's the character work for a character that we rarely get? Bobo. Where is the point Working with Mithra? Grinder. Where's the part with, you know, Blue Devil? You can actually go and have some oh, really Mira. cool things because, yeah, because Bobo, I get Mira, I said Mithra. Mira, with the God, idea, he, he let a lot of people <laughs> down. Right? I mean, sure he did. did. But he drank himself to the point where he's over that now. And maybe that's so his deal. His nightmare is his liver. 
he's got cirrhosis. He's mithril there. See? I mean, when you get these books, please, if you're writing these, and I'm talking to the people listening right now, somebody is bound to become a DC Comics writer because seriously, they've already hit the bottom of the barrel. So somebody's going to be grabbed. If you do, think things out. You know, give things a more of an effort than just this bullshit of, okay, I'll have this snake, you know, and I don't know, some fetish about myth rolling. I, I don't get it. But then we move into yeah. Stephanie Williams' backup. That's the whole uh, Nubius stuff because we have to have a Nubius story anytime we have these it's things. It's so weird. And there's just nothing here. <laughs> I, I did not expect a Nubia backup for the like, Night Terrors Wonder Woman. And when I got to this part of the book, and I'm like, Themyscira, and I'm like, if anybody should be protected by the nightmare wave, it should be the island that's protected by the gods to make sure that these people are separated from the rest of man's world. But no, it doesn't work that way. Anubia has herself a nightmare about the Well of Souls being corrupted. And there's a person down there who's a guardian of the Well of Souls, and they've been fighting monsters. And that these monsters, they're the reason that the Well of Souls hasn't been doing all this good shit that it used to be doing, like when Nubia came out of it. But it turns out Gaia herself is down there, a gigantic, bloated, demonic form of whatever you expect Gaia to look like, and she's devouring down Sloth. on people. Yeah, it was just a gigantic monster thing. Honestly, it looks like a gigantic fat vampire that in the first Blade movie. Yeah, yeah, we talk about it like my dad. You end up, though, like you said, maybe you could play a thing where Themyscira is protected because of the gods or whatnot. Well, but like the you- Atlanteans, you have these like these mythical beings right there. Like, if, I don't know why the Atlanteans aren't like you know hit by the dream nightmare wave, but this knows? makes more sense. Protect us. You could have. The whole, like, you know, like League of, League of Amazons, but the whole Amazon island coming out here. You could have an Amazon attack to go and do it. And especially because Diana's caught, they go to save her. But again, this is Stephanie Williams, who's written almost every single thing about Nubia. Trial of the Amazons, all the Nubia, the backups, and the miniseries. So you have her here. Why doesn't she seem to get the idea that you could delve into the idea? Oh, my God. A new queen who might be a little bit scared of things. What's going on here? The Well of Souls that in, in the whole play almost does it, but she was the guardian of the Well of Souls. Now she isn't. Maybe she Doom thinks that things are a little wonky. Doomstore. We could get that fucking cat again. That meant nothing. You could have some things going Chaos on here, City. but instead it is, oh no, I'm down here and Gaia wants the souls to eat him up. But again, it's a nightmare, so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if this is something matter. that you really want to play i would have like you said where the well of souls has been wonky have them protected by the nightmare deal but yet she still ends up in the well of souls trying to figure out i don't know but this is just nothing it's not telling you and, you have this back up you've realized that something's going on with man's world because we have you know prophets doing their profiting things about man's world all right let's take our portal out there and protect man's world because we're amazons we're badass and we're going to save the day while everybody else fails yeah, and you could even play a thing because of what's coming up. And if you don't know, spoiler, the Amazons are going to be looked at as terrorists. But in the deal here, they find out where are you going to get that, like, ah, that's man world from. Where I? And maybe you have that little play there, and then they eventually go to help because of Diana or something like that. But I, I don't know. It's just like, why are we doing this? And really, we're going to have enough one of these? Oh, no, I'm going to have to fight Gaia. But is Wonder Woman really dead, Jim? Is this the end of yeah. Diana? Of yeah, I think she is. I, I oh, actually shit. just didn't oh, hear San Diego Comic Con. They just announced Wonder Woman's dead. Sickness. She's never coming back, everyone. <laughs> it's so, again, if you're going to tell a story, don't tell with a whole. First off, this is nightmare shit. Yeah, the rule is if you die in the nightmare, you might die in the real world. But that shit doesn't work in the normal deal. Oh, my God, Batman's going to die. 
Oh my god, Wonder Woman's dead. I mean, seriously, we actually watched with our pretty naked eyes, Eric. Oliver Queen get decimated, and he's not dead. My Nobody's dead. dead. It doesn't matter. It, no, it doesn't matter, Eric. Oh my goodness, I'm hitting this. Nonsense. <laughs> Ah, uh, to be continued, Eric, is what it says at the end. Oh, no. Ratio. That's the night. To be concluded, Jim. Ooh, well, this one, I think, says to be continued, doesn't it? Uh, I, some of them, I told, yeah, this is to be, I said, I. For some reason, I think the Wonder Woman was to be con- concluded. I believe the Nightwing says to be concluded. I'm like, oh, God. It's a nightmare indeed. With a K. Uh, what would you give this? Again, it's a weird thing because I think the backup really just takes away anything like, you know, that I, I, I can't say that I enjoy, but it takes down the score of what of the overall thing. It is, I'm telling you, just because I just disagree. And again, maybe it's a personal nitpick where I just disagree with the reasoning because this island should be protected, especially from something like a nightmare wave, because it's protected by the gods. And it was like even more like gods came down at the end of the, um, the Revenge of the Gods. So, hey, we're going to take care of you guys. Don't worry about it. It's it's just it's just there. It's a maybe a backup that doesn't mean anything. Even when you have the Wayne Wonder Woman story with Bobo and Cassie, it doesn't mean anything. We're not doing nightmare stone shit. We're just having you know complex matter. looks at what these people for some reason thinks important to them. Like you know, Diana might be a monster demigod or the other monster demigods. Bobo doesn't like the organ grinders, and Constantine doesn't care about anybody but deep down. He's worried about people thinking that he's letting them down and forgetting about them. It doesn't matter, but the art looks great throughout. Juan Ferrer really comes in and saves the day for a lot of this book because I might just buy this book to look at it because, like that Superman thing we said, we said before, the art was great. There's a lot of standout things. The entire Wonder Woman book stood out with the art, all the perspectives that we got there, and all the great stuff. I'm, like, I, I couldn't stop looking at that gigantic basilisk that's biting down on Wonder Woman, or even that what looked like that 3D punch of Wonder Woman because I actually thought like I was wearing the 3D glasses for how cool it was. It's just and you can't I, see I, where the shit. I know. can't. I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10 because, look, the main story overall doesn't mean anything. It goes against the rules just like Superman does with people just being in each other's dreams. I can make Constantine work because he's a magic man, but Bobo being there initially doesn't make sense to me. And it's just one dreamscape, not anybody's individual heads. It just doesn't work out overall. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 5, just a straight 5. Again, I like Juan's art as well. But again, like the idea that you have Wonder Woman. She's in between series right now. Tom King is starting up in September. But one of the things that you have going, you you can even play this if Josie Campbell is aware of things and whatnot of the idea of Wonder Woman, you know, not really knowing her place at this point because of how many crazy things her mom is dead. I mean, you don't even have any mention of that. Her mom just died. Nubia being the queen and her kind of, you know, on the outs a bit with Steve Trevor. You have a lot of things that you can play with. But even if you played with the idea of, is there a place for me? Not just the, you know, getting myth rolled and all of a sudden it's like, and really gets dark in the deal. And then just to get, you know, crunched down. Oh Again, if I, if I was going to write a throwaway story with Nightmares Dead, I'd go back to Secret Agent Kung Fu Wonder Woman of the 70s. Well, you could even have that. That could be the play <laughs> with it, though. You could have the play where I don't have powers, but I have Kung Fu. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. That white suit. Yay. I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed like there was no story here, and you just threw shit together, and that's kind of annoying. It is, Eric, and it really did nothing for the overall night terrors, but we're going to say that with almost every one of these. I'm telling you, I feel like we'll be a broken record, because like, what are we actually getting out of this? Because I'm just sitting back there and looking for something that feels, at this point at least, looking for something that feels a little bit different, like, you know, more nightmare-esque, we can really get sucked into a dream idea, or something that's, like, deeply involved in the character to show you who the the person is in in their subconscious, and how they view themselves as others on a deeper level than you normally get at face value. Something. 
that that's the thing and you you say their that hopes, and, their dreams their nightmares exactly and you can give some cat like nightmares are a great way to give character work you, you, but come up with something new and novel something within we, the we have the architect this where joshua williamson for his batman we went back to crime alley three times in one issue eric we we just saw krypton blow up 10 minutes ago <laughs> I mean, seriously this guy that's all he does he, he he's not showing any sort of uniqueness there's no reason why they shut down the Donut DC. Imagine if you had a nightmare where Ultraman confronted Superman and just told him all the stuff that he was doing to John in that volcano for seven years and he wasn't there to protect his boy. And then Superman tried to fight back, but Ultraman could overpower him at every turn. There was nothing Superman could do about it. Just like in a nightmare. Just like a nightmare. <laughs> it's so, it is funny now that I just, I, if somebody asked of me, realized you do get the dawn of DC, you know, the beginning of the day, ruined by the nightmare nonsense. I just want to wake up again. I want the dawn once wake again. Up you go, Eric, go. The crack of dawn. Poor dawn. Oh, my, Eric. But with all <laughs> that, Poor I'll dawn and again. You stole my dreams and nightmares now. You did, Eric. I'm not talking about this. Aww, you always did. I'm though. sorry. You're such a jerk. But that's the first section of books. We're going to go off right now, a little break. Let me gather my thoughts, Eric. I, I don't like being mithril. I'll tell you right now. I want somebody to start making things up instead of being rickrolled. You're just there on like YouTube, and then suddenly, just like a minotaur comes up. Oh shit! I've been mithril. I think it's going to catch on, Eric. I want there to be a new thing because we had Rick Astley of the '80s, like the whole Rickroll situation. Yeah. We didn't jump the up 90s? a decade. I want the '90s one where all of a sudden you get like Chumbawamba rolled. You want Chumba Rumba rolled? I was thinking more like Say it right. Do it again. I, Try I again. Chumba Chumba Wumba rolled. <laughs> I, I more want either crisscross or I would like like all of a sudden. Oh no, I've been chump rolled. It's like a chump. Hey, you just hey. had that, Eric. Right? That'd be I think that was good. the two thousands, wasn't it? I don't know. I, I blocked all that shit out. So that's the two thousands. Keep that in your back pocket. All right. We got to get the nineties now. Was was that end sync? Is that the nineties? I, I got Nickelback rolled. Oh my. Oh, really? That's bad. I can nickel back. Well, seriously, you should stop where you were at. Uh, I'm thinking more of the 90s. You have to go grunge. You have to go, oh, no, I've been Lane Scaly. You wake up and you're I got dead. Violent J rolled. With freaking heroin in your veins. The clown rolled. Violent J rolled. All right, that's it. That's the first section. We're going to go off on a little break, and then we'll be back with three, three more nightmares. Three more nightmares to go, Eric, but we'll be back in just a moment. Nezha rolled there. Boom! 
Uh, I'm sitting thinking, there and I'm like, first, I'm like, this has nothing to do with Night Terrors, but you know what? I'm okay with it because it's one of my favorite songs on here. Yeah, well, that's why I put it. I wanted to lighten the mood for you, Eric. You've been a little down on these things. I can't believe you oh, said yeah. earlier that Joshua Williamson was building a house made of diarrhea. I can't believe I don't it. think I do that. I think I heard it. I heard everybody, right? Uh, I ended up, actually, I was going through some of the songs. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to put something that me and you both like, and I'd like to hear your praise. And I know that you like that one, Eric. So I put that. Let's put the Arkham Tower one on. <laughs> almost put the Arkham Tower one on. I'll tell you. <laughs> we're going to hear that. Now. <laughs> and that's even kind of spooky, right? I mean, that's the whole play. That is a little spooky. Maybe we'll hear that by the end of the night, Eric. I'm loading it up now. But we're going to go through these last three books. And I, I, you said it. We don't want to sound like a broken record. But it is what it is, Eric. I am what I am. And that's what, you know, Popeye used to say, right? The Popeyes. Yeah. It is what it is. I actually toot was going to make a joke. I was going to say, like, hey, that's what Charlie Brown said. For some reason, I just said Popeye. You know. I can't even do that right, Eric. I'm having problems. This whole thing is scrolling with me. But we're going to have three books here. And in that, I'll, I'll go through this. Here is the tale of three books. We have a Nightwing that we're going to start with, right? The Nightwing, written by Clunrad, I'm not going to expect much going forward from this story because it's not the Clunrad's book. That's a Tom Taylor joint, so you can just, you know, hope for the best, in my mind. But then we go to Punchline. Danny Lord doing Punchline, we talked about this all week on the different things that we did together. The idea that you really have to get a, a Punchline book here where it might be the last straw for the character. You need to do some character work, so we'll see. And then Catwoman is Teeny Howard writes the regular series so expect something that ties into the series maybe even goes they hint it towards the gotham war but we'll see i don't think we got shit on shit Eric. and even if the idea that we don't get anything from the night terrors punchline it might be the last draw for the character i do expect that character to show up for the gotham war once night terrors is over we may i don't know i just phase don't 14. know how they're gonna play with a phase 89 but she again works for the catwoman this is the perfect example of what we've been saying all night where Okay, it's Punchline, a character that a lot of people don't really know that much about, a character that kind they of... They want to love. You know, James Tynan ends up doing that. They've kind of kept it going for some reason. But in that, you have a really good opportunity to show everybody what Punchline is about through our nightmares, and then you get real generic. But we'll, we'll see what you think, Eric. I have no idea what you think. Okay. Right? Hello, Weird Science! Night Terrors, Nightwing number one is what we're going to start with, though. Written by Becky Clun and Michael Conrad with art by Dan A.L. De Nuello. I don't know. Adriana Lucas and Wes Abbott. All I know is this is bullshit, Eric. And, and when I'm reading this book, I actually had this like weird idea. Like, this feels a lot like a future state like type of feeling story is it to because me. because Nightwing it, is back in Arkham Asylum like he was in future state? And it just felt like it was not connected to shit on shit. And it's it not. ended up being like something like, okay, like maybe it could have been a future state or maybe I'm it could have been this, I, but I, I don't even know what's going on. I can break it down right here with the idea that Nightwing finds himself in Arkham Asylum with a bunch of other Batman rogues. He doesn't know why he's there. He doesn't remember anything. And every garden doctor is an island of Dr. Moreau animal person for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. And we don't know that, that the play of this issue and the funniest thing of it. I actually at one point the guards thought, are pigs and the and the scientists are lab rats. You get it? In that I'm going through this, I'm like, well, am I going to have to give Clunrad credit because we don't end up seeing the flat? Oh, there they are <laughs> with his parents. I'm like, 
all right, you're doing something here. And then I just thought, like, at the end, we were going to get some crazy idea. It ends up being it, but I really thought that we were going to get a Nightwing who ends up shooting Thomas and Martha Wayne to make the bad everything. But then at the end, it's just like, man, you did it. You killed Batman. Maybe it's also the dead Batman in this as well that kind of throws that future state idea in my head. But by the end, I don't know what the hell we're getting this for. This is just, I mean, you could say insert cash register sound. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because this doesn't have anything to do with night terrors. It's not going to have anything to do with anything going on what do you with know Nightwing. To, but, Jim, you have no idea. Maybe Nightwing has the nightmare stone inside his head. He may. <laughs> I don't know. But it'd be funny if we actually, like, see something in that toilet in, in his cell. But even then, like, everything in this just feels like what Clone Rad does a lot. Okay, what sort of thing should we throw in this page? And well, let, and these ideas of okay, we're gonna get the island of Doctor Moreau type deal, a watership down field. We're gonna end up doing that. But then with the whole play, is I, I just don't know why we're getting the story. But you, what did you like anything about it? I don't even know what no, to say is, about it. I, I I like the art because it's like another top okay. kind of. I, I, I want to call it cartoony, but it's not really like as cartoony as you might think by me saying cartoony. It's just really bright and vibrant and very sleek lines, and I think it looks great overall. It's not a normal Nightwing style, but I do enjoy what we get here, especially when you have the animal people, the island of Doctor Moreau, human animal hybrid. For whatever reason, they look really good, but Nightwing just being in Arkham Asylum, being locked in a cell with somebody else who's not there until you see there's somebody underneath his bed, but you can't tell who it is until he comes out later on. And it's just Scarecrow. And it's just Scarecrow. All, but he's just all like weird and like floppy, like, you know, no bones inside it, kind of like just skin, like kind of walking around. And, like, that's spooky, I guess. It's just Nightwing does not know why he's there. He's surrounded by his greatest villains. He gets going to get electroshock therapy, breaks out, he gets attacked again, put back in there. Breaks back out only for him to remember, oh my god, I killed the Batman and that's why the villains love me because I finally did it. But there's also, you know, Nightwing's parents there, zombified versions, because nightmares and uh, I just, I want to freaking gleam something about this, tell you something that's really clever, just break down some psychology to this, but it's, it's just Nightwing in an Arkham Asylum and he doesn't remember anything. And, and the play of this, and I'm reading it right now, you know, imagine that here. And I'm going through it, and I'm like, oh, my, what page am I on? Oh, shit, I'm on page seven? And then I look, and I'm like, this is 30-some pages. So I'm going through it, and at the end, when it's like, oh, my God, I killed Bev. It's like you had one little idea, and, boy, you stretched that shit out. This better be made of fucking rubber. How much you stretch it? And then even at that, it's like, oh, no, now they have Barbara, and she looks like a cyborg. What is going on? Oh, in even this the idea of this whole thing, because like, we even have a bit of that in Punchline. It seems like the idea of snakes and cyborg Batgirl is really across people's minds. That's yeah, it. this whole thing. Like, it even goes back to what we kept doing, like, you know, for some reason, we had the robot Oracle that kept showing up in different things, like the future state, but in regular continuity as well. I don't know how it all works out, but. This book and Punchline both show you a Barbara Gordon that's hooked up with wires and a monstrosity because I guess this is what not only what, you know, maybe Barbara's afraid of if we had a Batgirl nightmare, uh, night terrors, but it seems like a lot of people are scared of a cyborg Barbara Gordon. <laughs> yeah. And and again, like I said, I'm not expecting too much. First, it's the Clume Reds, but also the idea they're not doing the Nightwing book, but, you know, do a little research, do a little something to give people who are getting that Nightwing book because... A lot of people who I'm talking to, they end up, well, I wasn't going to read Nightmares, but I have Nightwing on my pull list of my stupid guy at the comics. He, they're just putting him in with that. So you can assume it. Yeah. So give people at least something there. Obviously, 
Nothing is going on in this book in the whole overall Night Care story. Nothing. So when you do this, give us some of these things. And I keep saying it, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I can't help it. The idea of a Nightwing who may be, you know, wondering if he's doing what Alfred really wanted with yeah, the money and stuff like that. Going in my or mind. Also, the idea of, you know, little fears. Now, we have the Titans book still coming out. See, but even that, like, I'm Can't, letting why my not friends down. On the Titans, because right now you are the head of what essentially is the Justice League and the DC Universe. Are you ready, even though Batman told you since you were a young child that one day you would, like, run the Justice League, you would lead them? Oh, do you think like this like would weigh down on a Dick Grayson? And I'm like, yes, yes, it would. These are big things outside of of his parents' death being zombies. We already said about the idea of Alfred and the money because I think that would kind it's of be big, something. Yeah. Maybe I let him down. Or maybe even toy with Heartless. And we, we could <laughs> maybe I have let a serial killer go all this time, and he's killing people. <laughs> maybe that's what he's. That's a living nightmare. What he's doing, but. Even the idea, because, again, we said the Titans deal. You can double dip, but do it in a way. Get a hold of, I think it might be Andrew Constant. Hey, what are you doing? Okay, what I'm doing is there's Nightwing who thinks that he has pushed his friends, the Titans and all them, into doing too much because he hasn't been. And maybe play with that idea that we always say every time we get a Nightwing book, he always has his friends come in. But also not just, oh, am I almost the idea I'm replacing Batman when he's still around. Like the idea that he was always, you know, hey, I was Batman at a point when he left, but Batman's still around. I agree, but maybe that's where he is um, to a degree subconsciously with the idea that he killed Batman here because he is essentially the Batman going I mean, play. maybe, but I don't uh, think they're going to play I'll it that you, smart. I don't think they are either because I'm telling you, I'm grasping at straws to try to make a connection to something that makes sense and feels like it'd be meaningful just with the death of Batman here, but just the death of Batman. It's like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, I did. And then, then you keep going. I thought it was over then. Oh, no. Because, again, where he's coming into Arkham and he's like, I must be drugged. I don't know what's going on. We see, like, one remember. panel of uh, insomnia. Zaz, Two-Face, and, like, yeah, all these other people. Yeah, you get all the villains. So yeah. you end up where he's like, I don't know. Oh, man, you're an icon. Okay. But that's, like, the one-hit joke that you're leading to. You're really setting up this, oh, man, you killed Batman. And then at the end, even at one point when they're like, Hey, he woke up. Uh, we need to talk to him. Have the mouthpiece removed. And then he kind of just takes it out himself. I, I don't even know. The art's a little wonky out there. But then he's like got the grin of the joke. I don't know what's going on at points in here where I thought, oh, my God, Dick Grayson, show how smart he is. Show how that he too. has the heart. I, I'd even go with the idea that a, a Dick Grayson is so great a guy that even his nightmares are nice or something weird like that. But you don't do anything. You then go so generic with, oh, my God, the parents. Oh, here we go. Oh, Batman. Oh, my God. And, and maybe you could have played something with the brothers. Maybe you could have played something with his sister that he just found out about. Things oh, yeah. like that. You know, she's still out there. Yeah, the you don't play any of that. Maybe you Tony Zuko something, maybe. But even that feels a little bit too on the nose. Maybe the conflicted idea where the best thing that ever happened to you, Blockbuster getting murdered by Heartless, you're double conflicted there because oh, yeah. you actually feel good. Oh my god, I'm I'm happy that, but but and you're upset that you feel happy. And I'm upset. I'm conflict happy. drama. I, I let this. So I mean, I'm telling you, if it's me now that I'm thinking of it, fuck this issue. I'm the, I'm doing script yeah, doctor. People can tell me if, if I Do got it. it. I would have it where Nightwing is going around almost like a Batman 
Heartless is his sidekick. They're going around doing shit, and then he realizes, holy shit, I'm kind of relying on this guy to do the bad things that I can't do, and then have him realize, and that would go well into the series. I think that would be a pretty cool deal. But here we have nonsense. I mean, half the issue, you can't even tell what's going on. And you say that. The thing is, I still think that the art looks cool, but there's nowhere oh, yeah, the near saving cool. It's nowhere near a saving no. grace like we had in the first section with Superman and Wonder Woman because that really elevated a book that was worth nothing. At least that made it something. This, it still looks cool, but not to that kind of level. And just the story itself is just Dick, Dick Grayson in a nightmare arc of asylum with, with animal people. And oh, I killed Batman and there's a cyborg oracle. Oh, no. The play that they're almost going with, and it doesn't work because we know this is night terror. Yeah. We know what's going on here. If it wasn't Night Terrors, if this was just a Nightwing story that you end up going into, immediately we would think it's Scarecrow. Oh my God, Scarecrow, he must be there. We've seen this a million times. We saw it recently with Batman, where he's kind of on a gurney, but he's thinking of these well, nightmares even Dick and things like that. Was Scarecrow Grayson, in this. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. But him thinking it's Scarecrow, and this doesn't work because we know it's a nightmare. So you're, you're playing this almost like, ooh, I'm going to get them with this twist. There's no twist. We know what's going on. So when he ends up finding that out, maybe, you know, and it almost looks like they're going to team up, which they may, but it just, it takes too long to get to anything. You're playing this, like, you think clever dupe, but at the end, the, you know, crazy twists don't work because it's a nightmare. And we know it is. We know what's going on. Unfortunately, Dick Grayson doesn't, but it doesn't play out well in this for me. And then at the end, I mean, you kill Batman. Oh my God. And then you just throw in Barbara at the end just for, you know, Let her go. Sake, right? And then, oh, my God, look at her. She's a cyborg. Oh, my goodness. Get out the Marauder's map and let's go there, Scarecrow, and I'll figure. But, yeah, at the end, the art was okay, but it's not going to save it, like you said. No. And it's an oversized issue, and it just went on And forever. why? I don't know. I don't know. I When I saw, I said it was like page seven. I'm like, oh, crap. And then I'm like, oh, there's a backup? But no backup. Then I was even mad that there wasn't a backup. That we could have had a little reprieve. I don't know, but it was nonsense. But what would you give it? Three point five out of ten. Yeah, I'm a three. I, I thought it was, and that's liking. Maybe I like the art a little bit more than you. A point five more. It's just nothing. Again, I know that we keep saying it, but when it's this much nothing, then you get mad. That's a cash grab. It is nothing. It's just to have a Nightwing book out in this. They had no clue. What to write, what to do. Get them out of here. They're off the Wonder Woman. They have, they have, get them out. We gave, we gave, you know, Superman and Wonder Woman. We, I think we, you gave them both fives. I gave yeah, a 5.5 yeah. 5 out of five. And I felt like it was way more substantial than what we got in Nightwing somehow. I know. This is what I was talking. I, I was in the Slack and I talked to Zach Walker, him and his freaking games. He's playing there. But I said to what? him, like, You're I Halloween? don't know. I, like, I don't know what books. Are good. This is uh, there's not many good ones. There isn't, Eric. But we'll oh, move girl. on. It's probably your book of the week. I'll tell everybody, no. and then I can I can laugh at you. I know it isn't. I know what your book of the week is, you son of a gun. But what are we talking what? about next? Night Terror's punchline number one, written by Danny Lloyd with art by Lucas Myers, Alex Gamerez, and Steve Wands. So yes, Jim, we're jumping into Night Terror's with a little Alexa K Alexis K action. <laughs> And yeah. I, it's weird because I don't know if Danny were really like, I don't know what they wanted to play with with this because it seems like nothing in the nightmare. Alexis K believes that the entire nightmare wave happened, but her and her royal flesh gang crew, because of her experimentation with chemicals, were able to stay awake during the nightmare wave. So everything is dead, I mean, asleep except for them, and they're able to rob and do whatever they want. But they're still in the nightmare thing. And even we have her in Which the nightmare. Which makes her just seem like a dummy. 
I, I didn't like that whole. Is it? I'm saying, is it a dummy? Because she seems like she knows way more than she should. Do, the fact that every she knows that everybody's asleep around her. She knows. Here's the thing, too. She also knows like intricate things about that girl and where they hang out and things. It's, it's crazy. But even in this, when you're going, this is where I said, and I'll keep saying it. You have an opportunity here, and it might be the last one to actually give us. And what better character, in my mind, of these would fit a character study through nightmares than Punchline? I get it. Oh, yeah. A deep dive look of the inside mind of Alexis K. And you could really develop the character. And if you do that well, it because Tynan's not around. And there really isn't. Teeny Howard did that deal with her husband with the punch. But you're, you got an opportunity here that I think that if you really can wow people, like somebody ends up reading these two issues of Night Terror's Punchline and say, oh, my God, this is the you could end up having this be your character going forward. You could end up making oh, yeah. this your character. And instead of doing that, you have Punchline to me like it, it is funny. She's very smart, but then dumb. <laughs> But also, it just centers on Batgirl. It doesn't have really anything to do with Punchline. She is now chasing down Batgirl. Okay, Batgirl, everybody's asleep. And we figured out where their headquarters is with the clock tower. We figured out the clock tower's there. We figured out how to take down the security protocol. We're going to go there. Like, you know, Punchline is just going to go. Even though recently, her whole thing is she's been against Catwoman. She's been against against Bluebird, Harper Rowe. Not really doing a lot with the Batgirls themselves. So the feature of, like, Batgirl, Barbara Gordon... As the main antagonist feels weird, especially when you start the story off with, um, here's Punchline and her royal flesh gang. And the royal flesh gang that she has here for some reason is the Batman Beyond cartoon, like, you know, fl- royal and flesh gang. That's Why isn't and she not realizing the ones that? She has been doing recently. Like, I'm sorry, this is my favorite version of the royal flesh gang. So oh, yeah, yeah. Badass. I don't know why Ace needs a gas mask since he's a robot, but he's drawn with a gas mask here. But they're just out there robbing until we find out that we have eyes on the clock tower. They're robbing and stealing. But, like, uh, they realize they have eyes on the clock tower. They can go there. And, oh, my God, Barbara Gordon Batgirl shows up. And Alexa K, like Nightwing, ends up killing her. And, like, holy shit, I did it. I just became a made man, essentially, by killing a, a bat. So nothing's going to stop me now. I just, I am the greatest. I'm going to steal her bat cycle from the Burnside of Batgirl series. And I'm going to ride this all the way to the clock tower. And I'm going to check out all the bat goodies that are there that are actually in the bat cave and not, like, what is presented here is almost the the clock tower is presented almost exactly like the Batcave. And, and, and just I don't know playing how with she anything because it's a nightmare and she wouldn't. And that's the problem. There is walk. Like you said, right away, the idea that she's in the nightmare, but knows that everybody else fell asleep. Because maybe you could have played that idea that it ends up. But it's not even like she says, I do with all these. Chem- this isn't a chemical thing. This is so when she ends up falling asleep, I get it. But I wish that maybe she fell asleep a little bit later than everyone so she could at least think. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in the reality of things as like, she goes it, and oh, goes I agree. And I, 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 need, I need something to make sense in this because it's just throwing rules all willy-nilly. And I think ultimately since nobody in the – like the, any of the writers were given any real detail about what they were supposed to do for this overall, overall event, they're just trying to have fun where they can. Like here it is. Like I like that Batman Beyond uh, Royal Flesh Gang. I'm going to throw it in there because it doesn't matter because it's a fucking Night Terrors book. Even when we go into the clock tower and she's looking at all the Oracle's matter. monitors and you see Nightwing jumping like, oh man, you got eyes in the whole world, don't you? The Nightwing's from the New 52 Nightwing no, 52 with someone Nightwing. that I love. So it's like, are you just like picking your greatest hits of things you enjoy or maybe just joking around because that's all it turns out to be. And when you have the opportunity to do something great with a character that nobody else is doing, and your just whole play is to make a joke, it just seems like you're collecting a paycheck and just filling out a roster for DC for a week for the books. And when you're going through this, 
you're not getting like the idea like she ends up getting excited and maybe the play should have been more towards that you know phase eight of the plan i'm gonna take over gotham but it ends up being this idea of oh man i killed Batgirl, which she really has not much connection with anyway and then oh man i killed her get on the motorcycle like you said you're going burnside and then she just takes off to go to the clock tower just to get random scenes of nonsense and oh, not yeah. one point here's in a bunch of tubes that- with bat like with bat paraphernalia the costumes like you have in the bat cave oh man they have trophies all over to make sure is this what oracle does like she's so concerned about like you know barbara gordon backer like the idea of her being here by herself do these costumes keep her comfort do they feel like there's people around like you're you're getting into the subconscious of Batgirl and that punchline. Yes, that's my problem. That's the biggest problem. She's actually even playing out like a Harley, even doing a little psychoanalyzed stuff. Like it, it was weird. But why are you doing this to Batgirl? Why isn't she doing? Why isn't there a point where she? And again, I, I hate to keep saying, "Oh, it should be this or whatever." I'm not the rightist, Eric. But still, you if are. you're dealing into it, you can play the idea of punchline. Again, not really knowing her place or want, maybe you find out that she actually wants to be liked, like a Batgirl, but she can't or she's too much like Harley. You could do meta stuff with it. And even when she goes to the, you know, the clock tower and ends up seeing, all, oh, look at this, the eyes on everything. There is a picture of her and Joker. And you could even have it like, is that all I am? Is that what everybody like? Well, that's the thing. Is she wants to be the punchline to the joke. But I, uh, even when we had her show up in Joker War, I swore to God that she was going to die by the end because her name was Punchline. The Joker's telling the joke because he always does. She's the punchline. And I always wanted the idea to be that he murders her because of how much he loved her. And that's the punchline. And I wanted there to be something along the lines. I'm, I'm going rightist as well with the idea of script doctrine where – he like she keeps doing all these things where the Joker just keeps killing her, even though she's like infatuated and enamored with this man that she dedicated her life to. And she is always just the, the punchline, the butt of the joke at this point. Like and she needs to find a way out of that, you know, and she seems like she has been trying to ever since she got out of jail, starting the Royal Flush Gang, doing all this stuff against Black Mass, trying to separate herself to a degree from the Joker. But here we are just, you know, and again, I say we're back to that. We're not back to anything because we're not back to nothing, anything. There's, there's, there's nothing, nothing with really that defines her because even at this point in time, she came, she broke in the Blackgate prison to kill Catwoman for no real reason until Catwoman was there trying to break out herself. And like, hey, how about you work for me? And she's like, okay. So we're going to have Punchline working for Catwoman during the Gotham War, and there's nothing to the character anymore because even the Royal Flesh Gang stuff felt like, seemed like it fell apart. And and what I was thinking, the, the idea exo like- drug. She goes and she's there at the clock tower and she's like, oh, my God, you know, Batgirl has her eyes on everyone. Oh, my God, what does she think of me? What's my file? And she opens it up and it's just that picture of her and the Joker. And then they're like, but I'm more than that. Like, I, I, I've been something. doing things. Nobody's watching. Oh, my God. Just something where you see a little bit of character work to go forward and get the idea of what she's all about at this point heading towards, say, a Gotham War even. Because when she wakes up, we think, you know, she'll be back in that. All I can glean and and hope, though, is that we're seeing something that we don't realize yet in this book about There's Alexis no Cat. Hold on, hold on. Let me get to it. Maybe I can blow your goddamn You're minds open here. You're not going to blow my mind here. Where the it's idea is lore. within this dream world, this nightmare, Punchline knows where the Batgirl's headquarters is. So maybe in the waking world, before all the shit happened, she figured out where the Batgirl's headquarters is and the clock tower, and she's been anticipating. But she got knocked out with the nightmare wave, and she's just playing out a scenario that she might get back to one day. And what would that do? Boosh. We don't even have a Batgirl's book now, so I'm it doesn't matter. Saying, it doesn't matter. I mean, we don't the have idea a punchline where, book, but here she well, is. In this, you have it where 
I just think it's a fuck up. I think it's just playing the game and like, oh, I'll ever go to the clock tower. She wouldn't know the clock tower. And even at the one point, she's like, yeah, everybody thinks it's destroyed, but no, no, they rebuilt it. Because they rebuilt it too. And it was always, I found that line weird too. I'm not counting on anything, knowing anything. I think that Danny Lord just, ah, oh, whatever. I don't really know anything about this character. There's nothing there. I'm trying to find something here. All this is is in the reverse way is just making Barbara Gordon a cyborg stalker. That's it. She even says it. Oh, look at the stalker here. Comes back as a town. zombie before being hooked Get up to a bunch town. of wires like in the Nightwing book where out, out of nowhere she's just a monstrosity cyborg monster that's going to come bearing down on Punchline. And you know what? Punchline, she done afraid about it. She done afraid. Uh, she done afraid about it. Here's where I'll, I'll go with this whole episode. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's bothering me this whole time. Me and you usually find a lot of things that mean you can talk about and go back and forth and wonder about and have fun. This is going to be the shortest episode ever because there's not anything well, in these books. It's, it's long because we did a TGIF as well. Well, I'm saying, though, five books for us can usually last two to three hours. This is going to be quick because there's nothing well, in these books. I tried to give you a waking world knowledge of the clock time, but you just pish-pashed it and moved on. But I said to you. If she doesn't even know that the clock tower was rebuilt, I can't trust any bullshit going on. She with said this. other people think it was destroyed. Yeah, well, other people wouldn't. It was rebuilt. Well, Who's the other people? Are weird like that. The three you know, people the, the, Danny Lore hangs out with the Royal Flush Gang from the future. No, and, and then when they say they, she doesn't even realize she comes off as a dummy, and then sees the cyborg. Even then, she's like, "Oh my god!" What? Like, she's never, dead. At, never at one point does she say. Oh, God, this must be a nightmare. Like, what's going on? I don't even. Does, uh, what's his name? I think that, uh, well, does Insomni even show up at all? I'm going to Pandora this so. shit. I don't, it's like nothing. Maybe when she's driving down the street on the bad cycle, he's hanging out one of the windows. Maybe. Maybe. He's looking out there. He's, but again, she's in he's his, got his pants off, right? Thing is, look, Insomnia, he's looking for the Nightmare Stone. He believes that it might be in one of the minds of the greatest can't enemies be, of Dr. Destiny. And the thing, exactly. Why waste your time? He put, he she, he put the entire world asleep. You got to pick and choose some of your best shit here. <laughs> He's like, I think I'll, I'll I'll hang out with Superman a little longer or Batman. Punchline, you're on your own. But not, I you hit the Justice League. You hit the jackpot, Tiger. So <laughs> that you're gonna say, I was good. I could use that jackpot in as a royal. Uh, yeah, this yeah. should be royally flushed down the goddamn toilet, Eric. Oh wait, I did it. Uh, what would you give it? I would give this a four out of ten because. It's not, it's not great. I think the art's amazing, though, throughout this whole thing. I think Punchline is great. I, I Even though it doesn't make sense, this nightmare doesn't need to. Like I said, it feels like this is more of just like, hey, I like a few things I'll throw in because this book doesn't matter, Danny Lore and the artist. And it is what it is. It's, it's not good. But there's some things in here that look good. Punchline's cool being here. And the idea that maybe she'll become some kind of arch nemesis of the back goes going for maybe because we see it here. In what? Looking for something. We don't have a book. And right by that time, this character's gone. This is the shame of it. You have a night terrace, right? Is that what we're doing? Night terrace with a K? Summerween. Summerween is going on. We already said the idea of, man, this could really give you some character work. You can go totally. forward. But also, you kind of almost, and I say captive audience, I mean, you pretty much, you know, threw held them in hostage a audience. Yeah, held hostage audience with this night terrace. I don't know anybody who's, you know, really going to say, oh, I need to get, but if it's good. People are going to say, I mean, what else are you going to read right now that you go, 
Oh man, I hear all these people say this was pretty good. What the hell? I don't even know the character. Let me see what it's all about, but I, I can't see you getting it from this. I, it, it's such a failure. We're just going back to the way things fronts. were in the 90s, where you pick up a comic book because it looks cool, you page through it, you barely even read the words, like, oh my god, this punchline looks great, let me get some more. Well, that's fine if it's a Superman book, or something, but when you end up having a character that people either already have a little bit hesitation on or don't know, they're not going to get to the inside art. And the cover is okay, but it's not the idea that this is anything that's going to elevate punchline and she needs no, to elevate it right now. She needs to have something where you can develop things. Well, maybe we can work on that in the Gotham War. While you're in the nightmare, obviously a cyborg zombie background, that's not real. Uh-huh. What's real, though, Eric, is the feelings and the heart. And the fear and the drama. And let's see what's going on with her. And nope, no, nope. Maybe we find out she wants to be friends with Catwoman. I don't know. With all of these things that we see, though, with the tragedies in people's lives where it's all about the parents and always going back to the parents, this, that, and the other, might have been cool to see some background on Alexis K's parents. The this. one thing that we don't really know about, right, this nonsense? No, I don't think Danny Lord knows anything about the character. Just threw this together and said to the do. artist, said to the artist, they, well, that's the problem. You really could have done some things, but hey, whatever you like, just throw it in there. Well, what you got? Maybe they did it the Marvel way. Hey, what do you what do you want to do? I want to do a cyborg, uh, you know, zombie barber. All right, okay, I'll write something. I'll write around that one. Yeah, I, I'm a three. I'm a three out of, out of ten. I think if you add up all my scores this week, they end up being an eleven and a half. Right? <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not satiric, but we're going to end with the. Final book here. It is Catwoman Night. Thanks. We don't ever talk about covers and stuff like that. I think this is my favorite cover this week, though. For some reason, as weird and abstract it is, where a snake is like going around Catwoman, biting her arm and biting her lower lip. I'm like, it's sexy, it's cool, and it's like nightmarish. I'm like, I dig this a lot. That is your favorite cover this week, Eric. I'm I'm offended. I thought it was the Devil Nezhaus song that I did. Here we go. It's Night Terrors Catwoman number one, written by T.D. Howard. And T.D. Howard. Right. Art by Leela Elise, Arissa Luis, and Becca Carey. And you go into this, and I thought that at first, the art gets a little wonky at times, but I do like that old school art, especially oh, with what you're playing with. And it Until does look Batman like, shows up. Yeah, well, at one point, Catwoman gets a little wonky too from the side, but still, you have that old school Catwoman art, which is, is pretty cool. And you yeah, are doing stuff with Maggie, which I always like. And even doing pre Flashpoint stuff with Maggie, where she is Sister Zero. They're like the nun vigilante that's going after Catwoman. And it's it's more of like a like a more heroic vibe for the character than normally was, you know, the way she's playing off. But this is such a situation where we're in a nightmare story, right? You know, what Catwoman's fears are. In the timeline of events in this nightmare, we are past the Gotham War where shit went down bad and Catwoman is considered like, you know, persona non grata. Everybody thinks she's a piece of shit. Well, Batman has even decided that his name's Batman. We are like, you know, pre-year one situation going on, like the beginning of Batman year one for that character. And nobody, nobody can figure this out. Like, this is wrong. Like, I see nobody but Catwoman. Like, you know, you go along with nightmares. You go along with dreams. So maybe that's a part of this. A lot of the stuff, though, the stories, like, I liked all the stuff with Catwoman, even being disfigured from what the war did to her. Sister Zero, Maggie, once Batman comes into it, it ruins the whole thing for me. Yeah, I, I really, again... It's not really dealing anything with night terror, so you push that aside. But the idea where you're going, and it almost feels like Teeny Howard is like, oh, I'm going to show everybody that I know some things. I'm going to play with it. But it didn't feel as clever as I think that maybe she thought it was. It just ends up being 
Hey, everybody thinks you're a piece of shit, Catwoman, and I'm great. Oh, you are great, but I have my play, and I always have to be bad because you were good, and I'm like, I'm not getting shit. Uh, let's do some stuff together. Okay. Oh, man, I didn't like what you did there, so maybe you are a piece of shit like <laughs> you thought you were. Maybe I am, but maybe I'm not. It, it is a weird play, and I'll, I'll give Teeny Howard and the art uh, a credit in the idea that as you're reading it, you do feel nostalgic for older oh, Catwoman stuff, which is fine. But overall, in a book where we're not really getting Maggie, which I want, and what is happening here, and what is going on, and what is this leading to, because you end up where she's all disfigured. Then Batman shows up, and shit just goes whack. I'm telling you, I, I don't mind this book at all with this future timeline of Selena and her sister, and even what her sister's up to, like being a more heroic character than Catwoman is. And if all this, this was real, on. though, it's just a nightmare. So it's bullshit anyway. That's the my main problem with it, the idea that it's still just bullshit. Well, at least it's giving me a story that I can actually latch on to here. But again, you're latching on to something that's never going to happen because it's a nightmare. And, and then Batman shows up in this year half. But I would like to know the one part of this when we get the idea, like, you know, there's the Batman who hasn't done anything yet. But you also have, like I said at the beginning, the timeline is the future past Gotham War. And Catwoman's all about taking down the Joker. But this is a weird version of the Joker that we've never seen before with mm. kids who put on face paint like they're a bunch of juggalos working for. Yeah. I don't know what this Joker is like. It's a Tommy gun bowl. Like, like a, what's that kind of hat called? A bolo? Not a bolo. Uh, I think it's just a bowler hat, right? A bowler. That's it. A bowler cat like hat. And like, you know, I, I don't know what this Joker is. And you don't get to see his face this entire time. So it seems like there's a weird mystery going on with what's going on in the Joker of this world. But then it's all just taken away because. Oh no, we got to deal with deal with year one Batman who doesn't know who Selena is and isn't very good at the job yet because he got bit by a snake and passed out. <laughs> I thought he got uh, bit in the weenie. Eric, I thought we were going to get a little sexy with it, but even that, we it's like Batman, Batman gets bit and she's like, "I have to go find people who are in with the the poisons to get it out." I'm like, "This is taking too long." And then I thought actually that you'd get a Duke Thomas riding that taxi because. He actually saved Batman in the year zero. So I thought we were going to play with know that. that. Like, what the hell? She doesn't know anything in any <laughs> of this. But I thought it'd be kind of funny. But even then, like, when I sit there, okay, this is a Gotham that is, you know, having some problems because it does seem these Jokers are a little ahead of the Batman. But then Batman shows up, doesn't know. And I'm trying to put together the idea of what it is that Selena is worried about that could lead to the Gotham War. Just remember, again, these things are make-believe. They but they are going to remember probably what they dreamt about, and this could end I up never you do, know, but maybe making they will. them do. I, I would think that they will at, when it's convenient. But, like, what does this mean? What is this, the All idea right. where she thinks that Batman isn't good enough? Because what's going to happen is she wants to take out all of the crime bosses oh, and yeah, she wants and to take over Gotham going to be the leader. Batman's not doing it right. So maybe the way it's being presented here, she has... She is fearful about her plan and how it could explode in her face while also dealing with all these different like repressed emotions deep down in her subconscious where she wished she could be more like her sister, a better version of herself. I didn't get the idea of that, though. But we're we're seeing it here then. You you have the dialogue to present it. And like Maggie is, you know, this pious person who feeds the homeless. During the day, she's a nun. She goes out at night and takes care of crime. When Batman shows up, who is like the ultimate, like, you know, vigilante of Gotham, one of the greatest superheroes of all time, when he shows up in this book, this is somebody that Selena loves. She knows she knows him to a T and everything about him. Even by the end, like, I'll teach you everything I know to try to get him prepared. But 
Is it the fact that she thinks he's too naive about the way he's doing things, and that's why she has to be the Gotham one taking over? I don't think it's anything. But you can see where I'm going with this, though, right? But, yeah, but she's uh, the problem is, is she's already put the piece. She's already starting to take over Gotham anyway. So you, you get can this still nightmare. Have your apprehension, so. I I just think that this is Teeny Howard just making up shit and saying, "Well, I'm going to throw Maggie in because even with the idea, if you would have played like." Oh my God, Selena gets in this nightmare and she's actually, you know, the nun. And you have that. But in this, she even says, Oh, I'm bad because you're good. We have to be this way. Case closed. Then moves on. Then you have these jokers. Why are they here earlier? Oh no. But the weird play of it to me was she knows a lot because, you know, current deal, she has her knowledge in it. But the idea of Batman making his own villains and maybe she could have thought, well, the idea, yeah, he made the joke of it. Did he make me as well? I, I just, it's weird. I don't feel like she is here saying Batman isn't doing the job. I feel like she's there saying, I got to get Batman up to speed to do the job. But the way she wants it done. But again, what she wants it done, she's just yelling, you're Batman, and they're going for it. I never saw anything in this that she's going to make Batman do it any sort of way or he's doing it wrong. He ends up getting poisoned. He's knocked out. And then they're knocking boots, and you end up Maggie getting upset. They kiss once, but yeah, I mean they're laying in bed. They're, they're going oh out. Like, oh my goodness! But uh, a man laying on a girl, a woman's bed. This oh. would have been different with the idea. And she's even saying, "Oh, I remember this. It's great to do this again." The whole play, but in this, and it's not only that she has present day knowledge; she also has future knowledge of a, of a future that hasn't happened yet. For yeah. The way that so her it's mind just made up here. But in, in this, if it was like. Come on, Batman, that's the Joker. Go, you don't even get that play of why do you why don't you take out the Joker? Why don't you do this? It's just, hey, that's the Joker. Oh no, you don't know who he is. I better always oh, poison and off we go. I didn't get anything from it. I thought that it looked great and it gives you it's weird. As I was reading it, I'm like, boy, this is kind of cool because it feels like back in the day. But then at the end I'm like, what what was it really about? It really didn't play out well even with you know selena's plans of what she wants for the gotham war to take over gotham stuff like that not think like you know opposing batman with the way he does things but maybe also there's a thing in here because recently we've had a lot of things with batman joker and catwoman like this whole like trifecta of stuff from tom king and all these other people yeah yeah but maybe the idea too is for everything she wants to do the joker is always going to be that chaotic force that will come and screw up everything no matter who's doing what so maybe that's why he's here from what I've seen, there's like nothing with the Joker, and the, it's going to be him. No, I'm not, out saying, of I'm the not saying in the actual Gotham War, but just in, in the background of somebody's mind because of what he always does and who he is. But the weird play is like this is I, I don't know I don't get that feeling because they're just there, and the real play of this is oh man, Batman's not up to speed yet. And then she says at the end, "I'll teach you everything I know." And then, but not everything he knows. Well, I'm telling you, what she knows, I think, is she's saying, I know everything that you're supposed to be, like being called the Batman. I don't think she's going to be like, okay, now you break in and grab that jewel there. I think that she's going to try to play the, the game almost like the Bat manga that I was telling you where Joker's trying to uh, raise baby Batman. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what it is. But by the end, I, I just thought it was a bunch of scenes thrown together, and I don't really get you know here or there from it. I thought the art was pretty cool. No, I enjoyed uh, it. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a dud. I thought it was again. And people were saying, oh, my God, it's the best Teeny Howard issue yet. And I'm like, that's a low bar. And yeah. Also, I just have to ask, what the fuck is with her and people going through vents? I mean, even there, I'm like, hey, she's got cats in the vents up here. Twice, I think they're in vents. Everybody's running through vents in their books. I don't get it there. But 
She's got the soup. Are we running going. through vents or events? I wish. Well, we're not going to run out of events because they actually <laughs> just like announced three more today. Oh, from yeah. DC. We're, and again, that I was actually going to bring it up to you. The idea where we're doing this night tears with the case summer ween. When we're done with this, if you're a Batman cat, you're going right into another event. You're, you're not even going to wait one issue. You're boom. Gotham war. Then after that, boom, Titans deal. I, they just don't stop. They don't but stop. But it's not line-wide, thankfully. It, it's still where if you're just getting Catwoman, you're going to have to get two books. You're going to end up the Titans, I think, is Titans and Nightwing. You're going to have to get two books. It's just too much. You have to, you know, give people For a For some break. reason, I feel, though, if you're buying Nightwing and or Titans, you're getting the other one. I, I don't think that. I, I wouldn't think that overall. Some people just end up liking Nightwing and whatever. But still, you're, you're going to make people buy all these fucking books. And they suck. They suck here. But what would you give this? Ultimately, I think this is one of the best, you know, night terrors and stones that we had this week. Um, the stuff with, like, I can glean a lot of stuff in there. Does it, does it make you like, you know, am I sure that this is going to be what, like, you know, why this year? No, but I can see something here that's beyond anything else that we saw with some nonsense nightmares that didn't make sense, broke all the rules there could be. So I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10, and I enjoyed the uh, art. 3 out of 10. I- I'm the same with all this other bullshit. I'm sick of this shit. I actually, again, two weeks in a row, I, I actually really thought, uh, fuck this shit uh, let's not even talk about it but in that when are you going to start like when we get to the next round when we get to say is it going to be ravager that book when you end up the most important book in night terrors and when you find out that it was nothing it, are you just going to be like oh shit but what if you find out it's something jim we're nothing i'll but bet you right you now do? you want you want a better pizza you, you can okay, get me sure. a DoorDash pizza we'll get a, yeah, door, a uh, pizza oh shit well we could pretend <laughs> An imaginary pizza that I say <laughs> nothing with death. Ring, ring. Nothing there, happens pizza guy. with it. Send a pizza to Jimmy. Does it work if we end up at the end like it's ambiguous? If like, oh, no, what was that? Does that work for you enough? Or does it have to show you? Defend- oh, my God, Deathstroke's back. What do you need from it? Because I'm telling you, I think it's going to be nonsense. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I want a pizza, Eric, is all I want. I want that pizza. But, yeah, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman Superman World's Finest. Yep, that's mine as well. A non-Night Terror spooky book. I just, I'm so depressed with this well, stuff. Well, have we had a spooky book that's our book of the week so far? <laughs> no. We we could end up having just Night Terrors in a week, and I wouldn't give it to it. This shit's, like, imagine the idea. I think that other than Night Terrors, I think my next best book is a five. Or the yeah, world's finest. A five. I think one's Hawk Girl at a seven. Yeah. A five. Give me a fiver. What did, what did they say? I put a five on it? I don't, yeah. I don't even know. I'll put five I on it. I don't even know. I'm not going to put shit on it. I'm gonna, I don't know, Eric. I'm, I'm, now I'm upset. Now I'm upset. Here's what we have next week. Two of these books will be on the Patreon Spotlight show. We don't have as many non-spooky books, so we might not even have a TGIF coming cool. up. But here's what we got. Batman Brave and the Bold, number three. Just sit. Again, this is the idea. I know this is continuing Storm through Night boy. Terrors, but all of a sudden I'm like, really? We got to deal with that too? Night Storm Terrors, watch, number Jim. two. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see what's happening. With, with, <laughs> it's going to be weird to get that during the Night Terrors where you have Ravager there and the Stormwatch there on the The thing is, maybe we have it'll to figure- tie in. And maybe, maybe it will. I, I doubt that it will, but I we will get to too. find out whether or not Peacekeeper 1 was killed by the, was it the Deep Sea Blade or the Dead Sea Blade? The Dead Sea Blade. Oh, it showed up in Night Terrors. I don't know, Eric. I don't. I'm Is looking. Is Sean I just, Mahoney? Is I that just his name? Wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's 
I just wanted to look uh, and see if maybe it said like, and in a night, I think there is one of the books that's coming out like, and it, like it's going to tie into the, there's no it's weird for it. Very weird. Uh, night Terrors number two, we'll get some more non-answers and maybe bend the rules there. Or maybe get some like Damon Wayne action. Maybe. Night Terrors. Well, no, I think I, we have to wait for issue three for that. That's issue three. <laughs> <laughs> night Terrors action comics number one. Right. You excited? You excited for that? Well, that's the thing. Is, is it just going to be a Superman family outside of Superman? No, 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 Eric. It's better than that. It's Leah Williams' Page Power Girl is the no, main wait, the, story. The whole thing is Page Power Girl. I believe that's Girl. the main thing. And then a backup with Philip Kennedy Johnson. I think they're pushing the Leah what? Williams. Even though I look at the cover, I'm hoping that the main story is a Philip Kennedy Johnson one. But the solicit starts off big with the Power Girl stuff. What do you so. think with Power Girl being in the nightmare dreamscape that she can telepathically bring Omen and since no, they are connected? No, she seemed to have lost that. Yeah, I know. I'm or trying to figure out she? something that she's Remember, doing. Remember, she kind of said she that she did, because she's didn't. telepathic? Who the fuck knows? I mean, with her, all bets are off. Page. <laughs> oh, I, at least I can do the turn the page uh, song. Then. That's sure. all I care about. That's all I care about. Where, where are we here? We also have... Night Terrace Angel Breaker. The book that everybody's been going for. The old Angel Breaker. <laughs> you wait and see. I will go into next week and I'll be like, this is the second most important book coming out of DC Comics is Night Terrace. I hope so. I it, It's Tim Seeley <laughs> and Aki Bright on uh, the art. I like saying Aki Bright. So we got that. Uh, Night Terrace Detective Comics number one. All right. The Orgums have bad dreams. That is a uh, Dan Waters. That'd be actually, oh, okay. you say that. It'd be cool to see the Orgums. <laughs> I want to see the Nightmares of Gail Tenclaw. Gail Tenclaw. That's actually a Jim Gordon. Oh, no, I'm a cat man. Oh, no, I'm the werewolves. Uh, it's Jim Gordon, and he ends up uh, ha- seeing somebody with a fused-on rookie suit. And then they're after Batman. Oh, right, right. The idea Remember that I you told have you that, that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the rookie suit that he had when he was Batman. Yeah, Maybe that'll be cool, right? I'm just sitting like, you know, being chased by the commissioner when he was infected. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, you also end up with the Everybody next lying to him because he knows that Barbara Gordon is, you know, Batgirl. And also he knows everything else, but has to keep mums the word about it. But it being like, you know, the idea that he has to do this while everybody's lying to him. Is that a fear you could do in a nightmare? Well, maybe. Eric, you can make up rules. How about this one? Night Terrors, Harley Quinn, number one. We have that coming out. That book itself is a nightmare, let alone fucking Night Terrors. Well, they, they up it, Eric. If you're going to have a nightmare, why not have a backup and have Leah Williams do it so we have two stories by Leah Williams in one week? What it's a, a week. nightmare, Eric. It's a nightmare. So you end up having teeny, teeny Howard doing the regular deal. Can I read you a solicit? Cause it yes, me Because the solicit, you have to go in character. When, when you do Teeny Howard's things, because yeah. you have to play your 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 actually with Harley. world and stuff. Yeah, imagine a world beyond both the waking world and that of dreams, a world where your every choice creates a series of infinitely rippling, profane reverberations, where donuts and really? soda cans can do the can can. And I actually am going steady with your mom. Our story takes place there <sighs> in the realm beyond the limits of the liminal, a place we call the Harley Quinn Zone. I'm your host, Dr. Arela Q. Nune, attorney of drawers. Just kidding. It's still me, Harley. But hey, this one is freaky deaky. And my real life is already pretty dang bananas. Hold on to your buns. Because this one is going to give you some interdimensional chafing for sure. 
Plus, Leah Williams and Ben Templesmith, who we do like. Help me crack a cosmic mystery night tear. This goes so many layers deep, it's practically a true turducative story. Ben Templesmith can totally do some nightmare scenarios. Yeah. It's like Juan. Him and Juan jump back and forth for that Gotham at midnight. Gotham by midnight. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool. But you like that? You like that? No, I don't like anything about that. That was was worse than anything we read tonight. (sighs) And that's like, that's the jokes. (laughs) These are the jokes. That's probably funnier than the night... (laughs) Night Terrace Titans. All right, one. I look forward to that. Yeah, I, I, I wish that they did actually. Though we, we kind of worry about his story progression, but I wish that one of these, either the Nightwing or the Titans, was being done by Tom Taylor. But they're not. You end up where it's a, like a, a really demonic Titans tower on the cover. It looks pretty cool. Oh it's no, pretty cool. But it's anti Trigon takeover. Yeah. It may be, Eric. And I think they, I think uh, Zach Walker may have said that uh, Andrew, what's his name? Andrew Constant might have done the Nightwing Future State stuff that we okay. uh, read that we didn't mind. It, it wasn't horrible. So maybe maybe we'll like that. I may be completely wrong. Who cares? I'm making up the rules as I go, Eric. Superman, the last do. days of Lex Luthor, number one, the Mark Oh, no, Wade. what's wrong with Lex? Deal where it well, as far as we know right now, he's bleeding out there in the uh, whatever. So there's another thing you might want to just deal imagine. With. Here we are in all the continuity, he all the be stories, dead, right? All the stories are going on right all at once. You know, like all the different titles that are coming out of DC Comics. All of a sudden, Night Terror hits right after Lex Luthor gets stabbed. He's laying there. Everybody fell asleep, but no one's there to help. And him. now he bleeds out. He dies. <laughs> he's he's, he falls out. asleep and just bleeds out himself. Yeah, exactly. The He's done. He is <laughs> done. <laughs> it is a like uh, spiritual successor, something of the uh, birthright, birthright story. Yeah. So we'll see how that is. I forgot about that too because I said this up myself before. Like, Man, I got to go back and reread Birthright. Yeah, and it's Mark Wade and Brian Hitch. So that that should be a pretty big one uh, with all that. So we'll we'll check I out. Seen oh. Brian Hitch art in a while. No, he's been doing a bunch of stuff over there at the Marvels. Oh, Eric, the Marvels. he was doing the Venom stuff, and he ended up doing a new thing the with Venom. That's bringing back the ultimate uh, universe. So he's been busy over there, but here he is with the Mark Waits. Oh, my. But that's that, Eric. That is it. Whew. We got done. You have stolen my Oh, dreams. my God. I, I looked over to my left and fucking insomnia is over there laughing at me. I'm in the nightmare, Eric. You see, he's and laughing. It was actually my wife, Eric. Sexy. <laughs> but with all that, she is kind of pale. I'll, I'll give her that. And does have her hair cut a little like the uh, insomnia. Like she John likes D? to do that. Yeah, like a Got John that skull D. face. <laughs> yeah, at one point, well, I think it was in the, and I didn't bring it up, but it, I think it was the Nightwing where Constantine explained how insomnia got Wonder John. Woman? It, it was it that one, it, uh, Wonder Woman, and it didn't make any damn sense. It was like, oh, oh there no, was a problem insomnia that. Insomnia is now amplifying John D. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I tried to say it like. Sense. You had insomnia who woke up and went, because he took over John D's body, it amplified his power because of John D's connection to the Dreamstone. The, but the you material already opticon. had the power was it. in the insomnia. It, it didn't make was sense, in, within right? all of us all along. Yeah, it was weird. The power is it, yours. It, it was like it was a weird way to try to explain something that didn't need explaining, but then got it kind of wrong. But it was weird. But. With all that, thanks everybody for listening. I wish we could have been a little more positive for these books. That was really positive, Jim. Punk. You were the sad sack. I know. Yeah, you were. You were real positive. <laughs> you were more positive. Than I got. Me. I got these theories and breaking shit down. You're like, no. Yeah, you're. I, people wouldn't know what you gave 
the world's finest. Oh, they would. It was actually on the TGI. TGI but yeah. if you weren't aware of it, it was a 7.5 was Eric's book of the week. Mine was that same one, but I gave it an 8. So at least I was kind of in that realm of pretty good book, right? Yeah. You're nonsense. What? You're nonsense, Eric. You owe me a pizza. But with all that, so, that's such it, thing. I think you, you don't think that you owe me a pizza. Right about now, Eric. You you don't what do you think do, that. What are do you doing? Do you? you don't actually think. <laughs> if you, you owe me a pizza, a would you end up getting me like a bullshit pizza? Of course I or would. Or would you end up getting me like something pretty good? Well, that would you get. You know it's going to be a bullshit pizza. I was trying to get the, the Arkham Tower song. <laughs> I couldn't find it. I thought you already loaded that up. You even said no, so. No, I said I was trying to. I couldn't find it then. And then I realized because I wanted you to be able to listen to it. And I couldn't find it. What was your book of the week again, Eric? What did you say it was? Batman, it, Superman, it, it, World's Finest. It was? That, that's what it was? Who writes that was book? It 494. I, <laughs> I don't. And now I'm looking. I'm like, where did I have that song? Uh, what was that, Eric? You know what? What are you looking forward to the most next week? I'm not doing the show if this is how it's going to be. Is that what you think, Eric? Oh, that's not very nice of you. No. What do we say at the end, Eric? Everybody have a great week. Keep we, it weird or spooky or spooky. We'll see you in seven. See you in a seven. Scissors in her hands.